0: You're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 34, Streaming and Kidneys. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie Rosie and Jessica's Jessica's Day of of Fun. I started having flashbacks to how long it took us to record (laughs) that last time. I was fine until just towards the end. Don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. It made editing really easy though because I just, I deleted four and a half minutes of us laughing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, let me explain this to you. A blue Kit Kat wrapper, I ask you. <sighs> cookies and cream. You take that stuff out, bottom of the base, buttery biscuit base, <laughs> milk chocolate, <laughs> white lip? chocolate on top, so, so it looks like a, it looks like a naked kinder, like a kinder that's at the top taken off. You know how you get the little lip? What the what? Yeah, <laughs> you get a little lip on a, on a Kit Kat. Yeah. Yeah, that bit's chocolate, white, n- 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 milk chocolate, and then the, the, Nodule. The long nodule is white chocolate. And it's kind of biscuity inside. I've said it before, I'll say it again. What the what? Are we watching a lot of 30 Rock? No, it's just fun to say. Uh, what the what? I want to go to there. Um, Yeah, that blew my mind. And I had a tonic spa and the chocolate muffin. And then he brought me chocolate. I know. i a very nice princess. For people who listened to the previous episode, my aim was to watch all of Daria before it went off, the, uh, off Netflix on the 5th of January. Who would have such a ridiculous... An obsession with Netflix that's my question because that was what I was thinking of that weekend I was on quite a time delay uh, time time schedule schedule um, I didn't make it by four episodes that is galling it's really annoying the problem is because I knew it went off on the 5th so oh, yeah. I was thinking of it as when I woke up on Sunday the 5th or whatever day it, it was it would still be there It would it would have gone oh but I was watching it the night before so as far as I was concerned it was still the 4th and then it's like oh it's gone midnight Oh, no. Did you get to the end of an episode? Yes. It keeps going until you finish the episode that you're watching. And then when I clicked next, it went, oops, you can't seem to find that one. Maybe you, you should try searching again.
1: Oh, no! what
0: a kick in the teeth. Um, well, this is why I would recommend you start now on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, because it's gone on there recently, but you don't know when it's going to go off, which is why I have watched two and a half seasons in the last well I've just watched about weeks. half an hour of it that was quite enjoyable it's really good and the best thing so is funny. is because the script is so similar every episode you've seen one you're really you're comfortable by the next one uh, uh, I I have now got Netflix and then I set our dad up with a profile oh he loves it we sat came sat in my room I was showing it on my iPad it's my new Thing. i love that and he's like oh this is actually really good that's how he talks it's a bit weird and then we came downstairs and i set him up and he had to right when you set up a new profile on the web it's the web version it says here pick five of these and it gives you a list of about 40 titles he picked oh, one yeah. and then he's like i don't like any of these i said could you approximate <laughs> at anything you see so we picked we ended up picking like peter pan and stuff um and then, yeah, we've we got it all set up, and he it, can watch it. Is music. that just to give us an idea of what you like? Yeah. I mean, surely you can skip that, though. No. <laughs> you have to pick five. <laughs> there's not a skip button. And then, that seems odd, because surely as soon as you start watching it, it gets it. Yeah, I know. And then you... It was a bit peculiar. Uh, and then you can start adding things to your list. Because um, we were talking, and he said, oh, I expect there's no Doctor Who. And I said, well, there's actually uh, all of new Doctor Who up to Matt Smith's first series. The best Matt Smith series. The one with Rory as the Centurion. Obviously, great. Um, And then there's classic Doctor Who... Which is all horribly mislabeled and all the years are wrong. But there was one episode. Firstly, they were really excited because Rodney Buse was in it. <laughs> and then there was a bit where they were in the TARDIS, which is a white room with a table in the middle, basically, and like a pot plant to make the, the console. Um, and then there was, they were sort of standing still and there was some serious camera shake happening to demonstrate how, how there was space turbulence. And then one of the companions ostensibly stood up and walked into a wall. <laughs> it's just... Brilliant. would be like, oh, I've fallen over. But he had to prop like he was completely, fine he clearly had to go into it to stagger into a wall Uh um, my favorite bit was where they had some sort of lizard monster disease thing <laughs> and a man slowly turned into a giant lizard um by dint of his hand and then his arm and then the whole of him being wrapped in bubble bath that's incredible. incredible it was a stunning stunning work from bbc special effects department yeah. my list is i spend more time curating my list than i do watching things I, think. I kind of go through and what shall I watch now? What should I watch now? Yeah. Well, you spend so long looking at it? You kind of don't have time to watch anything, so mm. it can't be a fill. Yeah, that's why television is so easy. Yes. I think, and and yeah, there's so much television on it I want to watch. <laughs> Once I finish RuPaul, I'll have um, things like The Good Wife and um, Breaking Bad. But you have to be well to watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> it, yeah, it's too it. intense otherwise. TV is good on TV, though, because, of course, we've been watching Sherlock. Sherlock! recently yeah um the i thought this series was great i did uh first episode very good um i enjoyed sherlock trying to get john to spot him at the restaurant and failing miserably yeah i mean but it was so awkward because he was trying to propose and then sherlock was there with a bad mistake <laughs> um <laughs> although i it was never going to be as good as the um as the itv uh, classic with uh, Jeremy Brett where he was disguised as an old bookseller and while Watson's back is turned, he takes off his disguise and then when Watson turns back, he says, Watson, do you mind if I smoke a cigarette in your examining room? Watson faints. It's brilliant. <laughs> like, you just can't... Like, you can't talk about it. Wow. Um, what was really good was that the second episode wasn't diabolically awful and, like, last series where it was... Um uh russell tovey looking distressed in some woodland oh yeah i couldn't remember what that was, it was so bad was what is this series great from start to finish uh, yeah i think there were kind of mixed feelings about the middle episode but i really enjoyed it people uh wrong that's but what my my favorite episode of any se- any series is always the one in the middle where they get a bit silly i i what i liked about the series was it was all kind of silly yeah yeah it was really good now i'll have to wait you know another four years the next three. Yeah, there were bits yesterday where I was thinking, I, how long is left? And I was watching it on iPlayer, but as it was sort of still going, but I'd started a bit late and restarted the programme, okay. so I couldn't work out what time it was and what was going on. So I don't know how long I've got left. It's going, it's going to be a cliffhanger, isn't it? This is going to be horrendous. And then it and then it was Yeah, I think you fine. can really do a cliffhanger. Well, I mean, sort of they did, but not... It wasn't like literally hang from a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was. Really it was... It was more, ooh, intrigue mm. than... How is this going to end? Yeah. How, how How's Lassie going to get out of this one? Timmy's still down the well. That's the kind of thing. I just love Molly so much. Yes, she's the best. I follow Louise Brealey on Twitter as well. She's oh, cool. She's so cool. I want to see a play by her. I just wanted to be her. her to be my friend, but I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> What's next? What is next? Richard the Second. Richard the Second. We had an actual genuine outing that didn't involve just watching TV. Right, so we went to see Richard II at the Barbican starring David Tennant and others. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a one-man show. <laughs> uh, for our dad's birthday. It was a really good evening, actually. I enjoyed it. i had never seen the play before. I'd never read it. I'd never studied it. I had, And I didn't also know the history I know, because I don't I remember learning this at weird. school. Um, so basically, I had no idea what was going on and I realised afterwards, like some time afterwards, that the problem I had with it was that I didn't know whose side I was supposed to be on. Yeah, Uh, well, I mean, I found it confusing because David Tennant was basically in slightly bad Lord of the Rings cosplay and he kept snogging people who weren't his wife, and then nothing being said of this. And then he started off really camp and then he got sad and profound, and uh, then he died. (laughs) He did. They had, um, yeah, because everyone came on and did their booming Shakespeare, ah, oh, this is the RSC, and the- then he sort of waltzed it, I won't say mince, that's too much, but he sort of waltzed on with his extensions Ooh, oh, in. Oh, the, uh, the king says this. Like, oh, this is, with this my is because the lieutenant is really good at acting, but he has a very specific style, which is why it's so good, because even with the Shakespearean language, he makes it sound sort of off the cuff and yeah. re- very realistic. It Yeah, at that point I was thinking, oh, am I going to be disappointed by this? Yeah. But then I wasn't, and then after it, one, you kind of adjust to it, and then also then it kind of it got better. Yeah. But there's a, there is a point where you think, is he just doing David Tennant? And then you realise he, he doesn't actually do the character properly. Yeah. And I've seen him in other things and Shakespeare and stuff. But you know Shakespeare very good. because they're all wearing robes and they run <laughs> out the Duke of Bob. Yeah. Yeah, and I was confused in the middle because um, one of the other characters is upset with him and kills Richard II's friends and basically acts like an idiot. Yes. Um, and uh, then this Richard, man. When you say one of the characters, the future Henry the Fourth. Henry the Fourth. Um, not Bolingbroke. Bolingbroke is, is his, cousin, his other cousin. Isn't he? No, I think he is. No, Bo- No, it is Bolingbroke. Yeah. Bolingbroke is running around just shouting, um, "Where's the Duke of? William? <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, just sort of throwing his toys out of the pram, saying, "I this is, I want to be in charge." And then uh, Richard the Second sort of says, "He's killed my friends. He's started a land war in China." <laughs> <in Asia. laughs> he's done this <laughs> um but you know what uh i tell you what i'll serve this i'll just let him be king yeah there was a bit where he was he'd been banished Bolingbroke had been banished and he wanted to return and have his father's inheritance returned to him and Richard the says okay yeah we've had this war I, I i understand my advisors haven't been very good i've been a bit you know i've been off snogging my advisors rather than doing any ruling my well, advisors can... are incidentally dead now, because you've yeah. killed them. You can come back, um, you can have your stuff, and then we'll say no more about it. And then he just sort of looks a bit like, hmm, he goes, no, you be king. And then he throws a of a wobbly for a while, and then uh, his boyfriend murders him in prison. Yeah. Not to spoil it, I mean, it's an old story. It was a bit peculiar. Boyfriend slash cousin. Yeah. I didn't know if that was like a... I, he, he was actually his cousin not a Shakespearean cuz kind of thing. Cuz. I don't know. I didn't know Oh, I assumed it was... It was very good. It was. I was. You know, it was a lovely choir. It was Um, was a very lovely. We made friends with the lady sitting next to us, my aunt and I. I spotted that because um, firstly, I said, "If I fall asleep, please don't let me fall over the balcony to my aunt." But then this woman laughed, and I said, "I don't intend to fall asleep." And then we were talking about how something that uh, our aunt had seen in Stratford had been really funny in Stratford. But in London, it hadn't worked so well. And I said, Yes, well, perhaps they, you know, they will find it funny in Stratford, it is the provinces. <laughs> and then this woman laughed, and then we ended up talking about Stratford for ages and how bad the trains are, because Stratford is really bad for trains. It's fine, you can get direct to London, but Jessica, let me tell you, trying to get from Gloucester to Stratford is a nightmare. You have to go via Birmingham, and you have to change stations. It's not even morning. close. I know! I managed to see Birmingham and Bristol on my holiday. No intention of stopping there, just changing trains. Oh, in the rain? Uh, these seats were really uncomfortable as well. I don't think they were that bad. They weren't amazing. They weren't the best theatre seats we've sat in. weren't the best theatre seats we've ever sat in. Um, oh, it's raining. There's a cinema, I think it's the Roxy in Notting Hill where you get beds. But actually, watching a film on a bed is kind of annoying. You have to have it quite, you have to be quite... Cinema seats now are quite good. You know the kind that sort of you can kind of rock back a bit? Yeah, even the ones at the Prince Charles where you're at an angle. <laughs> you're at the wrong angle. Yeah. And you're, yes, and you're sort of pitched backwards and the and the slope's on the, the rope going the wrong way. It's very weird how they managed to do the events in the big downstairs cinema at the Prince Charles because you can't really see anyone. Or you think you shouldn't be able to see anyone. But actually, I've been up on stage twice because I've always decided to get involved in costume competitions. And hat-claiming. And hat-claiming. Actually, they just threw the hat out. yeah. But um, you can look out and see everyone really easily. And uh, even though they're on the big... Anyway good hat trivia hat <laughs> have we got anything else for in the intro we really haven't that's fine moving on right, when we th- let's let's just put this out there when we started this we a lived together and b i was unemployed so <laughs> i had loads of time to do all kinds of crazy and stuff and i had i had a different no i didn't No, you did but we <laughs> really saw each other so we were you know slowly you know how like twins have their own language or feral yeah. children start you know developing their own cultures we're a bit like that, but in like, a we're summer. like J D. Foster living in the woods. Anyway, so now I do less because uh, a I have a full time job, and b um I'm a very frail person. So, do you want to do a song or something? My song, and you can. T- I think I've seen too much. <laughs> Having flicked through the last podcast and hearing me singing that I love it song. Uh, my song is "The Story" by Brandy Carlisle. Brandy with an I, Carlisle without an S. I didn't listen to Jessica spelling this. And then mocked her for spelling it incorrectly, even though she'd actually spelt it correctly. And I just decided to ignore what she was saying. So actually, it's not got an S in it. That's what I said. It's specified it doesn't have an S. Is it? Yeah, it was fine. We didn't turn it anyway. Yeah, well, oh, I really uh, enjoyed it. Um, I haven't really heard it very much actually, but someone uh, played it at work the other day, and I very much enjoyed it. And I don't always have a new song or kind of a well known song. I've been listening to loads of the rookie bag playlists. And I've been noting down songs I haven't heard before that I like, so that I have new music to talk about. Because otherwise we're just going to do another Rufus Wainwright album. Good work. Judy, Judy, Judy. So, top five time? Top five! Top fives. Um, This week we're doing top five minor characters. Now, this doesn't mean Billy Elliot's dad. Yeah. And he was not doing much mining in that film, I have to say. Yeah, that's true. Except when he was a scab. It's alright, it's sorted out in the end. Yeah it is. And then Which he, be Thatcher one. And, and then, then it was Adam Cooper. Who's on first? It is your chance at number thirty four. Okay, so no <laughs> Wait, we need to, I can we explain what What the topic is. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh sorry, I have started talking nonsense. Yeah. The topic okay, is wait, 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 minor wait. characters um in any media. We went for medium. Um I think we've only got one book because we decided a bit later on could we do books yes we can do books Um, so the idea is um, somebody who tends to appear throughout something a film or a series um, have a couple of lines at a time and not be massively important uh, plot wise Uh, so an example and he's not actually including this but for example Gunther from Friends It, it wouldn't matter if he wasn't there nothing would change with the plot he turns up he has a one liner he disappears and you can usually see him in the background Yes. My God, he's always there. So, my yeah. top five. Okay, we're gonna start. Bean Bunny. Bean Bunny. Uh, from the Muppets. Specifically from Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, specifically when he's wrapped in newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Brightly shunned Oh, I thought the would But anyway, that's the most important bit, is when he sings "Cooking When Is This Last. Yeah. And then he shivers. Wait, it is Christmas Day! And he turns up at the end. So Bean Bunny. He's, you know, adorable... Right, now this one is definitely not a minor character, but my definition is somebody who you don't necessarily expect to be in something. That was the fire popping. Uh, in an episode or something, when they appear, you go, yes, they're in it. I remembered who I wanted. Oh, gosh. Okay, um, just put Strax. We'll carry on. This means that my top five have two from one media, one show, but I'm okay with that. So this is somebody who, in a television programme, you don't expect them to turn up, and then when they do... Uh it's a lovely treat and you think, Yay, they're in it. So obviously this person definitely not a minor character in that they lead to the regeneration of the tenth doctor, but it's gotta be Cribbins as Wilf in Doctor Who. Because every time Cribbins turns up, it is guaranteed to be one of the best episodes of Doctor Who. And I wanted to have Rory originally, but then I remembered that he was at, like he was the companion. He's the companion he's on the front of the D V D box you quite can't a really major play. character. <laughs> um but Then I thought maybe I could have Rory's dad, Mr. Williams. Oh, yeah. Um, So uh, I've said it many times on Twitter, the ideal episode of Doctor Who would be uh, Rory and Cribbins having a nice time in a house, wearing wearing jumpers, and they'd potter about, and maybe they put up a shelf. And uh, somebody said, uh, well, are there any other characters? And I said, occasionally, uh, Rory's dad turns up. And in the Halloween episode, he comes dressed as Mister Weasley. <laughs> and then, but he's the only other character that turns <laughs> up. Uh, I mean, Amy's—it's uh, Amy's there occasionally. Like she's she's mentioned. It's all happy between Amy and Rory. But it's basically, just the, the the show focuses on what Rory does when he's spending time with with, with Will. With Will putting up shelves. Yeah, and maybe like they—I don't know. It wouldn't ever be like a wacky day at the allotment. You're just watching them digging up potatoes or like hoeing a lawn. And having a nice time. I would watch that, and then they have a cup of tea at the end. Is yeah, it's a deck chair? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or oh, on like an upturned, fl- like Will's got a deck chair and uh, Rory's got an upturned flat. <laughs> then Mr. Williams fits. <laughs> um, prime time with uh, Amy, Amy drop in, in the middle of each episode, maybe to like bring the bring the the scarf that Rory should have been wearing, or like the flask of tea that. Yeah, but well, she's she's definitely not like a naggy Like oh, the missus is here. She'll like pop. It. Maybe she'll help. Anyway, so, you know, basically half the cast of Doctor Who. Right. Um, number three. I had to look up his name, but it's Steve Buscami in 30 Rock, and his character Lenny Wozniak, and he's, um, he plays a private eye. And what should he get is he is in several seasons, and he'll appear, you know, once in season two, and that will appear again in season four. And he's always in weird fancy dress or like terrible costumes, like dressed up as a woman. But obviously he just has Steve Game of his face. <laughs> <laughs> and he says things like, they call me, the- oh, you know, I blend in really well. They call me a chameleon because of my thin body and my big wet eyes. <laughs> it's funny because he doesn't look like a, like a chameleon. Yeah. In that he played the uh, Randall in um, Monsters Zink. Who looks like a chameleon. Yeah. And he is a chameleon. He is a chameleon. Yes. So my next one is going to be Strax, uh, Madame Vestra and Jenny because they come as a a trio, on Doctor Who because they're really good and whenever they turn up that's a really good episode. Like, I, I would be happy if either they were the permanent companions for Madison's Doctor or they got a CBBC spin-off. It's, uh, it's ludicrous that they haven't yet. because what they are. And a I wonder if Strax is the... Is the The Santara, uh, the, the one who looks like a potato. Yeah, he's the nurse. He's the Santara nurse. Uh, and then Lady Vestra... Really, Madam Vestra is a Victorian lizard woman and Jenny is her wife. That's right. and there's yeah, a really good bit where yeah she, she she someone opens the door and she says hello I'm a lizard and this is my wife and then the person like <laughs> faints or something um, yeah and they're really good so I like it when they turn up and then finally my is uh, my favourite character on Arrested Development is Barry Zuckercorn played by Henry Winkler. I, don't, I can't even express I can't remember anything he does particularly it's the fact that he's constantly gives he appalling legal yeah, advice and he's constantly getting arrested <laughs> uh, but the best thing was this morning I woke up and thought god I've got to write my top fives and I'm like oh, I want to have Henry Wingler's character and I couldn't for the life of me I mean it took about 15 minutes to remember his name which I got to by deciding to go through the alphabet and going like ah and then luckily <laughs> Barry is first because I was like Adam, Aaron, Barry Zuckacorn <laughs> then I was trying to remember the character who's the private eye, who's always in fancy dress that makes Lucille scream and go, oh my god, you got me! And all I knew was his name was cheese-related. It's Jean Parmesan. I got there. That finally came to me as well. But um, I knew that it was cheese-related. And the only name I could get in my head was Nigel Fromage. <laughs> <laughs> A bit like Nigel Farage, the leader of the... Right, you get right, right <laughs> the right wing dairy substance. Um, but... Uh, yeah, no, Nigel from Marsh, which I think I might do as a, some kind of terrible comedy character. Oh <laughs> um, uh, racist cheese. Yes, yeah, horrible <laughs> Little Englander cheese. Uh, also... Eat from... damn rubbery in full of all. Yeah. That was my top five. Nigel from Marsh. Your top five. My top five. Um, well, in no particular order, but I'll lead up to the best one. Is your, the best one the one that started us off? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, so I have, uh, also a Muppet-based character featured, um, and they are, I mean, obviously they turn up in all of them. (laughs) In fact, they're very good in Muppet Treasure Island as well, but Bunsen and Beaker specifically (laughs) in, um, Muppet Christmas Carol. (laughs) You can tell we've watched it recently. It's featured in both of them. Yes, just just Beaker's, uh, Bunsen, sort of leaning on the table asking Scrooge how much money they wanted to put down for him to make a donation to the poor and then Beaker giving him his scarf at the end is a lovely gesture. (laughs) Uh, So that's nice. Okay, number two. Now, I I went more minor than your characters, I think. Mm, mm. Um, Especially for some of them. Uh, So this is the most minor one I think we've got featured here. Um, (laughs) This is from Lilo and Stitch. It's the fat man who never gets to eat his ice cream. he doesn't have any lines he just turns up every so often usually as Lilo and or Stitch has run past him the ice cream falls out of his cone and he just sort of looks at it on the floor he doesn't even look sad he just looks at it he just kind of goes oh that's happened but it's because Lilo collects photos of fat people on the beach so she's she's really excited when she finds him because she can take a picture and her camera she's got taken so many that her camera has filled up again and nani is going to have to develop yet another film's worth of For fat sure people up. on the beach and he realise after a while i didn't get this on the first viewing but he's not wearing a vest he's been wearing a vest and he's got horribly sunburned and now he's just shirtless but he's white and red <laughs> uh, i think at the i'm not even sure he gets to eat his ice cream at the end I think he does. Good, because ice cream, dropped ice cream is literally the saddest thing in the world. you remember when I dropped an ice cream on holiday and even you managed to express sympathy shortly? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was more bothered than you were. You were like, yeah. oh, I've dropped my ice cream. I was like, I'm going to have to go away now because this is just too much for one human being Can to cope with. Imagine if you turned around and you just seen somebody accidentally let like, go of a helium balloon. Oh, God.
1: The two saddest
0: <laughs> things in the world. You should always tie them onto your wrist. I know. Who doesn't do that? I know. Anyway. Ice cream. Yeah. Um, yeah, so fat ice cream, man. I've got it written down here yeah, to give him his full title The Fat Man Who Never Gets to Eat His Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. Um, I then have um, from Dharma and Greg the character of Marcy. Mm-hmm. And she's probably the, one of the more prominent characters that I've picked. Um, but she's the kind of character who, you know, how in TV shows you have like a sort of sad sack character and it's funny. And so I've like, for example, Ted from Scrubs. Yes. yes. Well, she's like that and she is very entertaining. But in one line, she can make the, like, the, you know, because they have a laugh track, and the entire audience goes, aww. That's not what I want from a comedy. But it's, but it's always something... But they're always quite minor, but she's really small and kind of softly spoken, and just... But no, it's, it's really good. Um, she she had to run for the bus once because she had to go and have a shower at the at the at the YMCA because her landlord had turned off the hot water so she'd hurt her wrist because the driver hadn't realised she wasn't entirely off the bus so her arm had got trapped in the door so he's dragged her not not far just for a block or so and then and uh, yeah brilliant oh uh uh anyway but she's really nice and um hmm. Which is quite entertaining. Uh, I also have the Horde as a whole from Tangled. Um, they are the, um, all the mean, gruff, uh, terrifying men that um, that Rapunzel and um, Eugene, or Flynn, to give him his not real name, um, meet in a pub. Flynn has taken Rapunzel there deliberately to scare her into wanting to go home so he doesn't have to take her to the, to the kingdom to find the mm. lights. And he can get his, his loot back and be on his way. Unfortunately, she wins them all over with song. Um, and the whole thing backfires early for him. Um, but the, uh, the horde are these big, um, ogre-like people. Burly men. Burly men. Um, and they all, in this, in this space of one song, um, tell everybody their, their secret hopes and dreams. Um, I always and, want to be a concert pianist. And they're all really kind of Martha Stewarty things. There's one that makes tiny... One, one that collects tiny unicorns, okay. tiny ceramic unicorns. Yeah. Who is the? But they're like the most massive, fearsome one who doesn't speak. Uh, one does flower arranging. One does interior decorating. One makes cupcakes. Uh, one wants to be a concert pianist, but my favorite is the mime um orbig, <laughs> who also doesn't speak because he's a mime and he's big and fat um and he gets possibly the best look of the uh, of the film right at the end at the day where the, Flynn is trying to escape from prison and and um the the witch has got Rapunzel trapped in the tower and the horde have turned up in the nick of time to save Flynn so he can go and rescue Rapunzel um or help Rapunzel rescue herself um and um he he distracts some guards, uh, this is all the Mime, distracts a load of guards, they all tumble over and can't go and stop anything or do their jobs properly, and he just sort of turns to the camera with a kind of cheeky hand over mouth, like, "Oh, <laughs> Wait, I know this, but I've just remembered that Tangled is the one with Sad King. Sad, I watched this. Sad King is sad. When I was at the Fringe, and weird, I mean, I loved it, but since I've seen it again, it's kind of, I... I almost do it's like a different film because the bits I remember are different whereas what we watched at the Fringe oh, yeah. was we concentrated mainly on Sad King being sad and my friend Luke just announcing is that a stubborn horse I love a stubborn horse and basically saying that his favourite recurring character across films is a stubborn horse Disney has quite a few stubborn horses well actually. yeah and there's one in Mulan there's one in Sleeping Beauty honourable mentions have you finished? I haven't finished I haven't said the most important oh, one I'm so sorry what's it have you done is that in what it- in no particular order, but, but he is obviously, obviously the best winner. One. <laughs> From Legally Blonde. What's his name? David Kidney. His name is David Kidney. My name is David Kidney. <laughs> For a start, his name is David Kidney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're all introducing themselves, and he's sitting in this strut manner. That's. I didn't realise this. This again took a few go, a few viewings to what to realise. But he's he's brilliant throughout. But when you first meet him, all he has to do now is turn up, and I start laughing. They, they first meet everyone, they're all kind of sitting out on the grass, kind of in a circle, introducing themselves. And they're kind of, you know, sitting cross-legged or on their coats. One of them is, like, lounging in a louche kind of Victorian um, <laughs> uh, photography fashion. And he's there with his coat on, like, fully done up, his backpack on, with a straps done up as tight as they'll go, with his knees under his chin and his hands around his chins. And then he just looked very serious about the whole thing. He says, hello, my name is David Kinney. And just interesting, I don't think he cracks a smile once in the, fir- in the no. entire film, except when he hands, um, he manages to get a book for Elle off the top shelf. His mouth is full of sandwich when he smiles, which is brilliant. Um, and possibly after she has um, managed to get a date for him yeah. from two girls that are being mean to him, who she happens to be walking past. Um, but he's just hilarious it, the fact that they did not put him in the musical and give a song that, <laughs> the title of which would be hello my name is, is David, David Kidney <laughs> is a complete <laughs> error on their parts I see, uh, I feel like it's an error but at the same time I'm almost glad because it meant that like no one would be as good as David, yes, David Kidney the actual David Kidney uh, and I'm pretty sure that um, none of his clothes are quite big enough or like none of the sleeves mm. or his mm. trousers are quite long enough for him and we've just found out that he's played by a man who is the son of the man that plays what's Norman Bates in Psycho. Yeah. And so, his name is Osgood. Well, Os Perkins, but his name is Osgood. The very right television program where somebody's got... Osgood! Oh, no, this is talking I sound like. Yes, it's something like it hot. Honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Well, we've mentioned two of them already, and that is Jean Parmesan. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you got me! And Mr Williams. Um. Right, so, also from Legally Blonde, I have Enid Wexler yeah who single-handedly organized the march for lesbians against drunk driving oh really that sounds amazing yeah good times uh which i think is why we started saying (laughs) good times to everything uh yeah Yeah. well yeah um i've put derek from happy endings um he's the (gasps) campist i've thought of another one in one in one episode he tries to be um act as one of the other characters boyfriends um, only he has no idea how to come across as straight, so he does Danny Zuko from Greece because he played him in high school. <laughs> I've just thought of another minor character. Who's Beverly then? Leslie. Oh my god, <laughs> Beverly, yes. Beverly <laughs> Leslie is definitely on the list. <laughs> this is a character from Will and Grace who appears throughout it and then finally is so small and light that he gets blown off a balcony at the end. Ah, leading oh. to Jack getting his fortune. Yeah, that's the And being able to bit. look after Karen as Karen had always looked after Jack. Yes. Hilarious. Um, uh, from Dinner Ladies, we have Norman and Malcolm. Norman fell off a diving board in Guernsey. And um, Malcolm, uh, give us a tea bag. I'll suck it on my way out. Got pot water, love, I'm not proud. <laughs> I've put Miranda's dad, played by Tom Conti, from Miranda. I think he only turns up in two episodes. He's definitely in the Christmas episode. <laughs> i have a feeling he's in another one. But um, he 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 turns up, and you instantly understand Miranda because his his entrance is him falling over <laughs> into the room. <laughs> And you, you suddenly realise how 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 Miranda has happened despite her mother being Penny. It's
1: and like oh I their see. The best
0: bit is you always sing that he he thinks every line in Good King Wenceslas. It's, it's just what actually thinks. It uh, Penny has rewritten uh, Good King Last to be kind of a, a joke at Miranda's expense about the fact that no one will marry her. <laughs> right. But the only line that he can sing is is on the feast of Stephen. So every line is on the feast of Stephen, and then the final one from Penny is I'll not take her for my wife. Nor will I, said Stephen. <laughs> and that was that. So I sing that every Christmas don't <laughs> Raising. Oh, well, I mean, I've got two, which are really, I mean, I don't think you really see the character as much for one of them, but <laughs> no. they really have inspired two of the greatest lines. One of them is Muppet Treasure Island, and that's the character of Dead Tom, uh, who, when they've had a big fight, somebody's crying over Dead Tom's body, <laughs> and uh, real, real Tom? Dead Tom's dead. Long John shot him. Dead Tom's always been dead. That's why he's called Dead Tom. <laughs> That's the best line in the entire yes, film. <laughs> I don't mean that was a good film. And the other one is, of course, the best uh, minor character of all, Glenn Coco, of four for you, Glenn Coco, you go, Glenn Coco fame. In the In the Uh None for Gretchen Wiener. Yeah. So those yeah. are our minor characters. Yeah. Who are your minor characters? Send them in. I think <laughs> you're asking me. <laughs> I've just done them. you've just, I've got your list. Oh, you've got the list. Yeah. Okay. What's your song, really? My song is The Crane Wife by Marianne Faithfull. Uh, the Crane Wife is originally a song by the Decemberists, but it's a really lovely cover version. that may be better than the original. And I love the Decemberists, so that's, you know... Yes, they don't just do sea shanties, but I know that's kind of stuff you yeah. yeah, I think you'd really like them. I do, I've heard a number of their songs. Snack-o-the-day. Um, well, I've put iced buns, but to be really super specific, the iced spiced buns from Marks and Spencer's <laughs> are the... Supermarkets are available, but they're just really nice. They've got like dried fruit and spice and stuff in them, and then they've got icing on top. Oh no 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 no, that's good. You don't like ice buns, do you? I mean, I'll eat them because they're there, but I just feel like they're bread with icing on. Them. I don't. Right, these are nicer than that. Yeah, Imagine it's... a hot cross bun, mm, but mm, lighter. Yeah, but with icing on top. I think sometimes ice buns are finger rolls with with yeah. ice, uh, icing ice. Well, these aren't just any ice buns. Yeah, these are Marks and Yeah, I mean they iced don't iced do those assets anymore. So yes, but they've entered the uh, the cultural psyche. So okay. I'm going to keep okay. regurgitating it. Yeah. Okay. In my deaflycoon voice. <laughs> Needle and fed! Needle and So the really hideous orange jumper. I've been reknitting the bird's in custard. blue. One. Yeah, which I'm going to. Cream ankle. Um, I've been knitting it again in blue, and I've done the body, and I've now done all of the sleeves. I just need to start up the bottom of the sleeves because I kitchen is stitched the um, top but <laughs> I finished one of the sleeves doing the kitchen stitching and trying to it's a bit longer than the other one no 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 no. Uh, so you have the two the front and back of it and it taking me loads of starts to get there I kept messing it up and then when I came to finish it I came to sort of flatten it out and i did it all with a twist in it so that the front sleeve had been twisted the full way around nice so i i I mean it was all right because there were some mistakes then i thought i'll just leave it and carry on and i did it again it was fine but i thought i mean this is ridiculous so if you wore it would you have a seam running all the way around your arm yes but it would be yeah well oh no you just have a kind of like a huge lump here because it right it was sort of fully flipped over and then it just continued it was what a stupid thing to do But that's fine and that's coming along. I'm very close to finishing up. And then um, uh, my friend Mavis came to visit me and she brought her tapestry and I couldn't work out what she's doing. She is doing the, um, you know, the... Is it district line trains? I don't know if it is. Where the print on the fabric are kind of like orange, black and red rectangles in a pattern. Yes, like old buses. Yeah, she's doing a tapestry, a small tapestry of that frame. Oh my good lord. So she'd just been to the... um, uh, London transport that very specific public transport carpet upholstery fabric. Yeah, exactly. And but she's doing it all in tapestry work, and she's sewing it all in. And then she's doing, I think it's called like petty point or something for the, you know, where they have like the shaved bits of the velvet stuff on. Yes. On trains. Um. So she's doing a smaller, tighter thing in those stripes. So you get the change in texture as well as the change in colour. It's really good. I'll show you a picture. Cool. What have we seen this week? What, what have, have we, we seen, seen this week? This week? But, oh, not much. I mean, look. You can get a day's free Netflix without giving them any details. <laughs> I watched this... If Netflix would like to sponsor the show. show I watched uh, two documentaries. I watched one called Vegucated. Which was about three people in New York trying veganism for six weeks. Which was fine. It, the actual documentary nature of it, I thought it was going to be more kind of supersized meatish. It was good, but they showed a large chunk in the middle was um, footage that people had smuggled out of factory farms and slaughterhouses. And uh, then I ate gammon in the evening. Ugh, I ate it all, but I did think about it. And then the next day, I watched a program called Fat, uh, a film called Fat, Fat Sick, Sick and Nearly, Nearly Dead. Dead. Um, and I'm just going to drink juice. They just just people drink loads of juice. Also. Our friends at South London Hardcore, Jack and Stephen, are celebrating their 100th episode. So you can go to SouthLondonHardcore.com, click the Amazon link (laughs) if you want to buy anything, (laughs) Um, and then Twitter, uh, the SLHC on Twitter. On a serious note, we don't plug our own show very often on our own show. Um, If you uh, enjoy it, go to iTunes and leave us a review. Tell people, maybe share a link on your Facebook page. We don't sell t-shirts. Make your own t shirt that embrace the crafty nature of our of our podcast. I mean it's really not about knitting anymore. We're gonna to have to do some serious knitting again if we want to. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosyandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The thedayoffunshow. Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon. You're doing a kind of um, singing in the rain things because the mic's here and you're like... I'm just <laughs> swinging my head wildly. You're <laughs> like... I'm tired. I'm wearing a blanket. The stars here. turn cold. You're so lucky that I'm not wearing pyjamas. I nearly fell asleep in the middle of recording the last one, so... True. Take what you can get.